Hello and welcome to this podcast produced by the IMF here in Washington, D.C. There are few issues which fascinate China watchers as much as the question of whether the world's second largest economy is hosting the next giant property bubble. With China acting as a key engine of global growth, a bursting of any such bubble would be a pop heard around the world. Judging from price rises in some regions around the country, the answer to the question of property bubble or not would seem obvious. In the region of Shenzhen, for example, just across the border from Hong Kong, the price of property doubled last year. But then on the other hand, every year the country has to deal with a massive inflow of between 14 to 15 million new inhabitants into its urban areas, each of whom will be looking for a roof to put over his or her head. Ashvin Ahuja, an economist with the IMF, has made a study of property prices in China. But before we hear his conclusions, he offers a little bit of background. What makes the price rises in China even more amazing is that up to a short few years ago, the concept of private property in the country didn't even exist. After China became the People's Republic, mainly the government was the sole provider of um, housing to its people. Until roughly about 20 years ago, they tried to provide a legal foundation for home ownership, private home ownership. Ultimately, the government is still uh, the owner of land, but it uh, leases out land for residential purposes and other purposes. And for residential, basically, you can lease the land for up to, I think, 70 years. 70? 70. 70, yes. So you can live on, on that uh, residential property and you have the right to sell it or rent it out for yeah, 70 years. In fact, over the past 12, 13 years, there's another milestone. When the government starts to encourage more people into buying and renting in the private market and discourage uh, state-owned enterprises from providing free or subsidized homes to their employees. So they, instead of providing subsidized housing, they give housing benefits you know, to, to their employees and then their employees will find housing in the private market. So this is an incredibly new market. I mean, it's just at most it's a couple of decades old. And if anything, it, the true market really emerged in the last 10 years. That's right. Over the last decade, the process of urbanization is, is, is the key driver of economic growth in China. Every year you have roughly 15, 14, 15 million people, new entrants into urban areas. And so demand for homes is just enormous. And um, they have to keep building, they have to keep accommodating uh, enough people to make sure that prices are not skyrocketing every year. So that, that itself, you know, the, the scale of it is just immense. There has been a steady increase in property prices in China, and this has worried a lot of observers. Tell me about the scale of the rises and where those price rises have been concentrated. Private house prices have been rising rather fast in China to the scale of, let's say, 100%, or it doubles over the past five years in 35 cities in China. Price growth has very much concentrated in larger or, or medium-sized cities, especially along the coast. For example, the most well famous, I guess, examples would be Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, or Tianjin, and Hangzhou, for example. You're looking over at these 35 major cities and trying to conclude whether there was a property bubble or not. What were your findings? Overall, there is not a convincing sign 
that you know there's a bubble that's forming but when you look at certain areas along the coast and also some large cities inland uh, one could reasonably say that uh, there is a a bubble that's inflating particularly let's say in the mass market of um, Shanghai and Shenzhen the authorities in Beijing they are deeply worried about the possibility of a property bubble and they in recognition of this they passed measures earlier this year to try and dampen down any threat of uh, a property bubble what sort of measures did they take basically you're trying to put more skin in the game for homeowners or aspiring homeowners if they want to own a home they have to come up with higher down payment let's say if you, if you want a loan for $100 you have to put up $30 for your first mortgage if you want a second mortgage you have to come up with $50 for example as down payment and third mortgage fourth mortgage would be higher so on and so forth very recently they have discouraged and I believe probably managed to stop the third mortgage. That seems to suggest that if people are taking out third mortgages that there are a lot of people out there with lots of money who are using property to invest. Definitely and that's I would say uh, a key driver of of uh, housing prices over the past 10 years and uh, people have only experienced high growth and it's reasonable for them without having experienced any down cycle to think that you know the future will look bright. and that means that you know when you expect a lot of high growth people jump in but i think the government has shown its worries and it has tried to clamp down on property price inflation but i think the ultimate test basically is how the government can ensure a sustainable private housing market so that people can genuinely get housing services without having to suffer losses down the road That was Ashvin Ahuja, co-author of a new paper, Are House Prices Rising Too Fast in China? And you can access that paper and many others on the IMF's website, www.imf.org.